Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve, you deserve the glory and the Yeah. 
faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. <laughs> you do glory. You're the faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name, you want to declare it. Your name, your name, your name is Shalom, Sister Gina, Regina Rivero. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. As our thank you, Lord, as our brothers and sisters join us tonight. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for his love, his mercy that endure forever. He is so good. He is so merciful. He, he allow us or give us the opportunity to, hallelujah, be here to share his word, hallelujah, share 
his revelation. He is good, and his love endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. I hear what my brother Tony. Amen. From the state of Indiana, he's here. Hallelujah, to share the word of God with us. To Hallelujah, uh, taking heed on the calling of the Lord. Amen. And whatever the Lord wants. Amen. Go ahead, brother. Yes. Say hello. Yes, amen. Hello. Shalom. Peace. You know, the, the Lord is good. You know, like the word says, he is good and his mercy, you know, endures forever. And uh, we're here by his mercy and uh, and by his love. He is love. And um, we are here to, we're here to, you know, to and uh, be blessed and be a blessing and he is good, and I know we're gonna. I can. I know he's been ministering to me ever since, you know. Thank you. Lord. And I know he's here. His presence is here, and and I know Thank he's you, in Jesus. the presence of of everyone's homes that's listening, that will be listening, and and I Amen. know he wants to. I know he's doing something. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. He is so good. Hallelujah. And I thank those that have gotten, given us feedback on how they loved the last week program, the week before. Thank you for those that are giving us feedback. Amen. We we well we work for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. He ministered to us in a, such a beautiful way last week, and we know He's going to continue to Hallelujah. Bless us with His presence. Bless us with His anointing. Prepare us even more for what He had in store for us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's go into the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, because I know God will speak to us. This is from the complete Jewish Bible in 1 Corinthians 15, where I'm going to begin reading. Let me say this as the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers, flesh and blood cannot share in the kingdom of God. In other words, as much as we like our body, it's not going to heaven. We're going to be changed. We're going to be transformed into a glorious body, heavenly body, angelic body, godly body. Hallelujah. Body that is made for heaven and made for the eternal, my brother and sister. And, and let me tell you, it's an awesome body. You do not want to miss coming into what the Lord has for you. Because, hallelujah, he has this plan since before the foundation of this earth. So it's something that you want to be part of, that you do not want to miss for whatever reason, my brother and sister. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. So the Apostle Paul says, very clear, the flesh and blood cannot share in the kingdom of heaven. The King James says, will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. My brother and sisters, because we inherit the kingdom for what Jesus did on the cross. When we receive the Lord, we become heir and co- heir and co- heir with Christ. Amen. We become part of the kingdom of God, part of the promise of God, and and His. We become adopted children through the process of the cross. We are adopted legally. And so we have become legally the son of God, my brother and sister, to what Jesus did on the cross. Through faith in Christ, hallelujah, 
and by the blood of Jesus, shed on Calvary. So it's, it's such a special thing that's been given to us through Christ that God wanted to give to us, that it's a gift from us, my brother and sister, through faith in Christ. Amen. So it's important that we value what we have received. It's important that we understand how valuable what been given to us is, my brother and sister, and that we take care of this, this salvation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Nor can something that decay share in what does not decay, my brother and sister. So that means you cannot take to heaven your, your special fridge, your nice car, because those things they, they decay. They get old. They, they get moldy. They, they, they become nothing. So these things cannot go to heaven. I don't know about the New Jerusalem. I think that's different. Uh, you know, I mean the New Earth, not the New the New Earth. Okay, so that that is to be seen, because I've seen people having corn in the New Earth. Of course, better technology than what we have now. You know, I've seen people making them, bringing, putting them together, with the wisdom of God. Women, I was in a shop of uh, I saw women putting a. Like a 1957, 1959 Chevrolet, and, and it was—it looks really beautiful car. And and I tell you, piece by piece, they put it together. But how they were doing it was incredible. My brother and sister, the engine run, the transmission, without any fuel. So you, we cannot imagine how they do it, because it's with the long, very long wisdom of God. And in that wisdom, it goes beyond what we understand. It might be a million times ahead of us, that wisdom. And so they can go as, as, as that deep and put something together that don't need a, don't need a, 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 a gas or anything, and it runs excellent. Amen? Thank you, Lord. We're hoping for other people to log in tonight. Lord, we pray. Help our brothers and sisters to log in. We bind the strong mental hindering spirit, Lord. All demons, all principalities are trying to block people for logging in tonight and listening, Lord, and being blessed with rebuke, Lord. The power of the evil ones and billions and trillions. Our word is angel, archangel, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Help your people to log in tonight, Lord. Help them to be able to come and listen, Lord, and be blessed by your word and your revelation. In Jesus' name we pray, the Lord. Tell your people tonight, Lord, to log in and be blessed, Lord. Let thy word go forward, Lord, as it be recorded, Lord, and audio and video and be blessed to anyone who will listen. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. We know that people will log in as we go on. Thank you, Lord. Lord, touch the heart, the mind, awaken the sleeper, Lord, to the time of the end that we're in, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Yeshua. So look, I will tell you a secret, which King James says a mystery. Not all of us will die, but will be changed, as Paul. Okay, this mystery of us being changed, my brother and sister, hallelujah, I sure have left a lot of questions in people's minds. Because a lot of people will be thinking 
what is that, that what is data being changed or being transformed? And one of the best ways to explain it will be like angel. How do you see it, Brother Tony? Yeah, that's uh, that's the way the Lord described it. Is, uh, we'll become like angels, you know, because uh, we'll be transformed, you know, just like angels that you know that don't that don't die and that are just full of the glory of God, and you know, they are just in the peace of God, and you know, and uh, it's more of God in us. It's just gonna be the glory of God in us, and we'll be able to do things that. You know, like the angels, pretty much. And uh, that's the hope that he has put in us, that he has written in his word. And and that's what we're going to receive, you know, soon. And, Amen. And it's a... Thank you, Lord. This, this sounds very, very special because this is only given to the... This is given to very few people. You know, very few have, have answered, you know, this calling. Very few are persevering. And mm-hmm. he has this for the bride, you know. He has preserved this for the bride. You notice how in the last days, it is so hard for people to seek the Lord. Yeah. There's always something um, getting people busy, uh, getting people caught up in, in the different things. Yeah. And so people are having a difficult time. Uh, um, hallelujah. Uh, staying, staying, hallelujah. Staying focused. Staying focused. Yeah. yeah, that's the word. You know, yeah. but it's going to take everything for yeah. us. It's going to take everything. Yeah, it's just like the Bible says, you know, um, seeking Him with all our when you seek Me with all your heart. Mm-hmm. It's just like that. It, it's uh, it's a matter of the heart, you know. It's seeking Him with all our hearts, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's gonna take. It's gonna take that, you know. It's gonna mm-hmm. take because that's how that's how the Bible says, you know, seek Me with all with all your heart, and that's how we're gonna find Him. You know, so. And it's the ultimate sacrifice, Brother Tony. Yeah. You notice that, you know, um, how it, the Lord is about to come, three days of darkness is about to begin, things are about to change. Yeah. And 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 the times of Noah, Noah and his family were calling everyone to 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 come to the Lord, you know, to come to the ark. And and Noah did not win one soul. Because his family were already there. It's, it's you know. Yeah. He didn't win one soul out of those millions of people. Mm-hmm. What happened? Was Noah good? Was he not a good preacher? Was his message too strong? What? Why? Why do you think was the reason that Noah could not win one of them? Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Especially you know the Bible's clear, you know, and. The- when uh, when it says that Noah was the preacher of righteousness, so he he taught the people, you know, righteousness, how to how to please God, how to, you know, what what, what now we have the gospel, you know. But in other words, he preached the word of God to them, and it's the same as now, you know, you preach the word of God, and just very few people, and uh, just like the Bible says, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Just people back then also did the same thing, you know. They, it's they maybe heard, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they were there for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then went back to doing their own thing again. Amen. And, uh, but he did his part, you know. He he did, uh, you know, and God honored him for that, you know, his obedience to him. Amen. Because he preached the word of God, and he was building the ark, while at the same time, you know, um, 
preaching to people, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the, and uh, people still didn't listen. And but that that's teaching us at the same time, you know, that that many people just don't want, you know, I just don't want the truth. And when God has freely given it to them, to us, you know, mm-hmm. it's freely given it to us. But uh, yeah, why why it's so hard? I'm changing, I'm changing the title into the Ark of God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because I'm thinking I'm Noah, and I'm like, yeah. it's a, so such a similar uh, what's happening now with people and God calling them to come and enter the Ark, get ready to you know yeah. to come home. But why why is it so hard for people to say, yes, Lord, here I am, you know, here I am, Lord, send me, use me. Lord, change my life, Lord. I want to be ready for you. I, I, when that before that trumpet sound, Lord, I want to be ready. I want to come home. It's like people don't understand what eternity is. The calling that God mm-hmm. has given us about eternity, how valuable it is. Yeah. We were talking earlier about the crowns. There's so many crowns in the Bible that each of us are going to receive some of them. And in in each crown is, goes according to what we have done, he says, for the Lord. So whatever you've done, you're going to receive a crown for it. But everything in the Lord has its value. Yeah. Paul, okay. Paul uses uh, a verse that we were reading earlier about the race, my brother insisted, which we were thinking, hallelujah, to talk about that also tonight. Because it's all about getting to heaven, Amen. But he said, no, know ye that those who run the race all run. And that's a fact in life. But one we see the price. So run that ye may obtain it. I believe there's one that said that one we see the crown. Let me see if I can find that one. Okay. The, the price. The price is the crown. That we know. Uh, thank you, Lord. So we need to run this race, and it says that we should run it as like someone who's looking to obtain it, receive the prize. Amen. What do you think about that, brother Tony? Yeah, yeah, it's a, that's how it is. You know, he Paul used an example of the physical, which in the spiritual is, is the same thing. He used, he used the, the example of the sport. You know, yes. in a sport, you know, like uh, like I did, I track and field. You run, you know, to win the to win the prize, you know, and you're you're focused, you know, you're not looking left or right, you're just focused on what you're doing until you get it because you want the prize, you wanna, you know, you wanna win the prize, mm-hmm. right? You wanna, you know, you wanna make it, and uh, you know, you're first of all, you're you're of course, you know, in here you you're. you're you're um you want to get a you know a good score you know you want to you know first is is usually the what you're aiming for but it's running this race <clears throat> you know it's, it's just like like a sport we do here it's is uh the way we're going to win this is by focusing on christ and uh and he's our reward you know he like his word says you know i will fill your treasures you know it's him that gives us the reward. He's our reward, you know, and uh, Amen. And uh, there's no other way we can win this, you know, it's just like focusing on him and uh, 
focusing on, on, on Christ is how we're gonna how we're gonna endure, you know. It's going to him every time every day, all the time, you know, like you know, because um, we can't do this. We can't win this race on our own. Amen. You know. Yes, in the physical, we can do things in our own way outside of Christ, like sports. But in this case, it's we can only win it in Christ, because when we, he's he's because in Him we're considered righteous before God, you know, and and so we cannot win any other way, you know. We cannot win in our own strength, you know. Him and our side. That's how we're gonna. Amen. That's how we're gonna win Thank this race. You Lord. Yeah. Well, here here's a nine eleven. Verse Ecclesiastes 9:11. Again, I saw under the sun the race that I not to the Swiss, which the Swiss mean what, brother Tony? The uh, quick. The uh, quick. Yeah. And the bottle is not to the strong. Neither is bread to the wise, nor riches to the those of intelligence, and understanding, nor favor to men of ability. But time and chances overtake them all. But the the race is not for the Swiss, for the you said for the quick, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's not a you don't you know so what he's saying. You're not necessarily need to be quick. Mm-hmm. So what do you need to be to run the race to make it? It's because uh, see I I see it as the race is not to the Swiss. In other words, you know, it's not it's not on my own. You know, it's not that I'm going to win it on my own. That's how I see it, is that, you know, it's uh, like, kind of like, I can't do this without him. You know, that reminds me of John 15, 5, without, without him, there's nothing we can do. Amen. That's what that reminds me of. It's that, you know, just without him, we cannot... We can we can't do anything. He's he's my strength and he's my my help and and that's that's how I see that. Amen. Yeah. Lord, help your people to log in and stay log in, Lord. People having problems log in, Lord, we rebuke, we bind the strong men or hindering spirit. Send billions and trillions of words in your king, your Lord. Help your people to log in tonight. Put a hedge of protection on a wall of fire. Lord, we rebuke Safari, Chrome, Lord. We rebuke any browse, anything trying to block, Lord. AI, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. As you gave Joshua victory over AI, give us victory over AI in the last day. In Jesus' name we pray, O oh Lord. How your people to log in? Thank you, Lord. If you have a problem logging in, please let us know. Thank you, Lord. It just happens a lot. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. We're trusting in the Lord. And not leaning on our own understanding. Amen. But trust the Lord in all your ways. Amen. That's what God wants on each one of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. To 9-11 there. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise you, God. So then, uh, Hebrews 12, 1, so then, with endurance, let us also run the race that is laid out in front of us, okay? 
since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us throw off any baggage, get rid of sin that trips us up. How does sin trace us up, Brother Tony? Thank you, Lord. Yeah, it's. Uh, I see it as sin is, you know, is falling down. Amen. Sin is like falling down, and and uh, but just like the Bible says, you know, the Lord, uh, you know, um, the righteous can, you know, will fall seven times, but he will get up again. It's because the Lord, you know, uh, gets yes. us up, and uh, He forgives us. You know, when we Amen. sin, and uh, what really pleases Him. According to what I read in the Bible and what I've understood is that he wants that's that's repentance when we sinning sinning we fall like like that verse sinning we fall and but he gets us up and it pleases him when we sincerely from our heart repent you know and say Lord I won't do that again and uh, help me Amen that's him lifting us up and thank you that's that's why what he's pleased with yeah thank you Jesus Amen getting rid of you know, a sin that trips us up. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Such a great hallelujah example in the Bible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. We're in the last days and so much it it it's coming, but at the same time, we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. We cannot let anything hold us back because that's you know that's what the enemy wants, yeah, he wants us to lose focus that's right he wants us to get this courage to to say I'm quitting, you know how many people are, are such a quitter quitting here quitting there. And they go about quitting all their lives. And God, that, that's, that's, that's not what God wants from us. No. God don't want us to be quitting. You know, God wants us to be victorious in him. Right. Understand that he fight for us. He fight with us. He's on our side. Yeah. You know, when, when the Lord sends uh, uh, Gideon to fight the Midianite, he, he, he was afraid. You know, thinking, how am I going to defeat this great army of the Midianite? But it took him to ask the Lord for two signs. And the Lord gave it to him. Yeah. But it was, he was still nervous. He was still afraid. Because God, when he called us, he knows our witness. But then what happened is that as we endure and we persevere, we learn. We learn. I know right now we're going through a time of testing mm-hmm. and trial. Yeah. But this is going to pass. And the Lord's going to bring us to the other side in victory. That's right. We're going to get a glorified word in victory. Yeah. And we're, gonna, we're going to see God on our side. Mm-hmm. We're going to see soon Jesus face to face. Yeah. I love it because the Lord giving me a revelation regarding to that. The Lord took me into the future, I remember, to come. That is right, really close now. And Jesus was standing in front of me. And he was speaking 
to me about telling my brothers and sisters, helping my brothers and sisters to get to where the Lord was standing, which is days ahead of us, where they're going to see Jesus face to face. And then the Lord showed me brothers and sisters seeing him face to face. And they were shocked and surprised and like, wow, that's Jesus. And he, they were receiving instruction now from him face to face. Yeah. But the Lord was telling me to help, help them to get here, help them to, to come, help them to, to hallelujah. And, and even when the Lord sent me back, I kept saying, how am I going to help them? But then the Lord began to explain to me that whatever he was giving me to give to them, yeah. And share the word. Whatever he was giving me, just give it. Give it to my brothers and sisters. And that's what's going to help people to get, get closer to Christ, come to the Lord. I have to be obedient in my power to the Lord. And then whoever listened, whoever received the word, whoever, as the Lord says to me, whoever listened, whoever received it, hallelujah. Whoever doesn't, don't worry about them. Don't Just give it. Because he knows there are people that will receive it. Yeah. Very few. Maybe a few thousands. He, he showed me how the thousands of people at one time in, in heaven that came up that were listening to the Lord's Tower. And I was like, wow, I didn't know there were that many. But the Lord knows the heart. He knows. I love it sometimes people write to me and say, Brother Obi, I'm not able to listen live to your program, but I go to the archive. And I follow your message from different countries. And, and God blesses people. And we pray that God blesses them through this program. In the name of the Lord. That each message will bless their life. And help them to grow and come closer to the Lord. My brother and my sister. And I kept thinking when the Lord was sending me to come and preach his word. How the Lord has blessed my life with his revelation, his word. And his revelation, that's exactly what he was asking me to give. Freely you receive, he says, freely you give. So we give from what he has given us. That is the blessing that people need. To know the Lord, to know Jesus, to come to him. And he'll reveal himself to them, my brother and my sister. I mean, someone, someone asked about Matthew 27, Brother Tony. That we share the uh, well, more than two weeks now, okay, about the restoration, the 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 sequence of how things will be unfolding. Yeah. Amen. This is when they have put Jesus to death, Matthew twenty-seven. They have bound him, they let him away, and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. And then what happened with Judah? And and um, Judah. The chief priest took the silver after they gave it to Judah. Judah threw it away. Amen. And it keeps going, hallelujah, um, all the way down until Jesus is crucified. Right here, they, they, they let go, they go Barabbas. Okay. And then, hallelujah. And here in Matthew 27, hallelujah, um, the crucifixion of Jesus, when, when, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, praise you, God. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm still in the crucifixion, Simon, 
they crucify him, says uh, the castle law. Then we begin, uh, they set up over his head, his accusation written. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews, which he is, we know that. Yeah. They crucify him. Uh, thank you, Lord. Let me get to the part where uh, Mary, hallelujah. Oh, well, he is on the cross, 46, about the nine hours. Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lava sabatini. It's to say, my God, my God, why thou forsaken me? And then some of those two there, they heard and say, he's calling Elisha. And this is also prophetic here. Everything in the word of God is prophetic, okay? So I'm glad I went over this a little bit, okay? Because this is, this is not what we're talking about. But it's after the resurrection here. There is a line here of what will be unfolding in the days to come, starting with the crucifixion of Jesus. Remember that they crucified him Friday before the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure and that, you know, that's important. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Now, verse 51 is where we want to start. This is after 50, when Jesus had cried out again with a loud voice, yielding all the ghosts. Remember, he said, no, one, no man takes my life, but I lay it down on myself. So he's laying his life right now into the hand of Father. Okay? And that will be the dead in Christ. The dead in Christ here. He died to justify the dead in Christ. It's important. Yeah. Okay? Verse 50. Behold, the veil of the temple was rent into two to the top to the bottom, and the earthquake and the rock rent it. Now, here is so prophetic because the earthquake coming up in California is going to do the same. It's going to cause the same effect that we read here, my brother and sister. That's why it's important. Let me post it three times there to, to stay on that. Okay? It rented a veil, which many houses will be rented torn in two by the earthquake in California, many states. Many states will be torn in pieces in the United States. And not just the United States, there will be other nations like Argentina, Chile, that are also going to suffer greatly. They said that this earthquake and the effect how it's going to go about, it's going to affect the whole world. The whole world. My brother insisted, but because since we're here in the United States, this year with God has shown us the things that will be unfolding. I have to stay within here, okay? Behold, so the veil of the temple rendered in two. The Lord showed a mighty vision to a mighty man of God. I believe it was back in the 50s. And so that in the last days, the United States were tear in two. Okay? My brother and sister. And I will probably have to look up the prophecy just to confirm this. Okay? But some people know about this prophecy and some people listening. If you can get it to me, the audio of this message, whoever the Lord has given this message to. I heard about it years ago. My brother and sister, I believe I listened to it also. I just don't remember who it was at this moment. But if you that are listening... 
heard about this prophecy, please let us know. Now, this is what happened. They saw the United States tear apart in two. And I believe it is this earthquake of California. I truly believe this is the earthquake that's going to tear the United States in two. It might be another earthquake now, but I'm talking about this prophetic earthquake coming up. Because in this earthquake, the Lord showed me, it's so powerful that it's also going to affect North Carolina. And the whole country was in darkness completely before the three days of darkness. And what I saw was power outages. No power in any state. And this is how the Lord, the Lord is so awesome. Bible said, ask and you will receive. And in, in this revelation of the Lord, that people will come into my house here where we are, before the three days of darkness. I was asking brothers and sisters, and they were coming from the different state, if they had any power in their state. And the dream and the revelation that where I was standing, I was asking them, do you have any power in your state? And everyone that was coming from the different state was telling me they had no power in their state. Which led me to understand clearly, this earthquake coming up is going, another confirmation is damage all the main road. Huge crack all over the country, all over the United States, my brothers and sisters. Doesn't it sound like this earthquake that rented the, 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 the temple was rented in two. The veil of the temple was rented in two. In order for an earthquake to, to you got to remember this, where the veil of the temple was, was practically the stronger part of the building. And the veil was supported by a, 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 a very strong beam. A where it was placed, okay, it was placed in a place where the veil did not even fall. It tear the veil in two. But you can see how, how good supported this veil was. That at this earthquake, tear the temple in two. The veil in two, I'm sorry. It, the veil did not fall. That means it was strongly supported. Okay? But the earthquake was so powerful that it caused that to happen to the veil. That means that that is a separation of the building. A separation of the building where the veil was caused the veil to tear in two. My brother and sister, that's the only, if you study this from a engineering architect point of view, and you're trying to determine if you're trying to determine by the evidence that is given to you, even for a detective view, how was this veil tearing true? You have to come with, you have to come, they will all come to the same conclusion, that the veil, the veil was in between the entrance of the, from the holy into the holy of holy. And the, from the holy largest room to the holy of holy smaller room, Okay, you had support on either side of the building where the veil was. And the veil was in between the entrance. 
in order for the veil to tear into and not fall, you will have to have a mighty earthquake moving the foundation of the building. It is the only way the veil can tear into and still be hanging. You see, God has given us the word. But now as a detective, you and I, Shalom, Brother Miguel, we have to get into the word and understand what God is saying to us. This, this, my brother and sister, Matthew 27, verse 51, is a mighty earthquake. And the Bible describes this earthquake. It says that the rock rent it. When have you heard an earthquake breaking the rock? You heard of an earthquake shaking the rock, but not breaking it. Because that, that's what it means, uh, rent it, right? Yeah, break. Break. Yeah. You never hear of an earthquake breaking the rock. Just moving it, shaking it, moving it out of position, but not breaking it. For an earthquake to break a rock, it's a mighty earthquake. It's not a simple earthquake. This is like practically, we can say, practically a supernatural earthquake. Now, a lot of scientists believe that in California, since that volcano is asleep, that is, that is awakening little by little, if it explodes, it will rent the rock in California. and will rent the rock in many states of the United States. It will cause a mighty shakening. I don't know if, if that is the cause for the earthquake, specifically. Oh, I don't think it really matters. I think what matters is it's about to happen. It's about to go off, my brother and sister. And there will be a mighty tsunami, a mighty earthquake. Tsunami comes out, but a mighty earthquake happening in the United States. So that this earthquake here is prophetic to the earthquake coming. The rock will be rendered. The rock will be torn into pieces, my brother and sister. Amen. So keep that in mind. Let me keep reading here. And the grave were open, and many body of the saints who slept arose. This is another mighty promise coming, my brother and sister. Now, going back to Jesus here, because we're talking about the dead and resurrection of Christ. How many days did the Lord, that Jesus was very for? He was very un. He was crucified on, on, on Friday and buried on Friday before the Sabbath. So he was dead all the way for three days until Sunday morning. My brother and my sister. Friday being the first day, Saturday being the second, and Sunday being the third. On the third day, the Lord resurrected. Those are three days of darkness there. Three days of darkness. And after the three days of darkness, what comes after? The resurrection of the dead. My brother insisted. Why did there need to be a resurrection of the dead? Because Paul talks about us, uh, um, and Brother Tony will find me a verse, being crucified with Christ. He talks about that, that we are crucified with him. And so, and so we will be, Paul says, in his resurrection. So it's, it's prophetic. It's what I'm saying to you. 
It's very prophetic. What happened to Jesus is exactly the chronological event that are coming in the days to come. Three days of darkness, judgment. Three days of darkness. Well, the earthquake is first. Three days of darkness and resurrection of the dead. Very clearly in that chronological event, how the Lord has shown me how I see it here in the Word. My brother and my sister is incredible. Breakfast of Zee. And it came out of the grave after the, his resurrection. Because Jesus is the first from the dead, so it has to be this way, in this order. And it went into the holy city and appeared unto many. As the Lord showed me the resurrection of the dead the other day, my brother and sister, many people are going to see the dead coming back. Whoever that had a dead family in Christ will see the family come back. Amen. You found a verse, brother? Uh, Thank you, Lord. Very important. Very, very important that we understand that this, this here, Matthew 27, is so prophetic on what is coming. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Now, when the centurion arose, who were watching with Jesus, saw the earthquake, and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. What is the purpose? Because Jesus already showed me this. What is the purpose of this earthquake? The purpose of the earthquake is to awaken the sleeping bride. My brother and sister, the purpose of this earthquake coming up, okay, the main event of this judgment coming up is to awaken the sleeping bride. Because this is going to happen before the rapture, as the Lord said to me many years ago. And those that are asleep, my brother and sister, will be awakened. When the centurion of those that were with him were watching Jesus, saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they fear greatly. This is the reason why, to bring the fear of God upon those that are asleep. Because there's many that are asleep that needs to be awakened. And Paul talks about those that are asleep. Go ahead, brother. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. They fear greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. For people to recognize who Jesus is. My brother and sister. Which is so important because Jesus is the most important thing in our lives. He is first from the dead. He is also first in our lives. Amen. We are resurrected with him when we... We see Christ as the Lord and Savior. We are resurrected with him. My brother and sister, we receive him. That's why we are born again. We're resurrected with him. We're born again. Yeah. We're born with him. Jesus is born again forever. Anyone that are in him are born with him for, again forever. New creature. New body. New glorified body. That's why we're getting it because we're born again. And this born-again soul and spirit are in this old vessel. And what did Jesus say in, 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 the, in the wedding of Canaan? That you cannot put a new wine in an old vessel, right? Yeah. We are in an old vessel. We're new wine in an old vessel. What did Jesus say will happen with the old vessel? That's why our body is breaking. The reason why our body is breaking 
because we got a new wine in this body, and the body cannot take it anymore. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 that this body is earthly, carnal, earthly. It's a body of Adam. It's not a body of the second Adam. It's a body of the first Adam with the spirit and soul of the new Adam in it, my brothers and sisters. And so this body cannot take it anymore. So when we are changing transformed, we get a new body, a glorified body, what happens? We get the, the new wine, the new oil, and it, and it can only be in the new body. But God determined that we don't receive the new body until we are tested and tried. You see, we are all now going out to have a new body. But we don't get the new body until we are tested and tried through the fire. We were talking about Joel, David earlier, how God allows Satan to test Job. Why, why did God allow Satan to test Job? Because God knew exactly who Job was. God knew his heart. Look what Job did every day. He made sacrifice for his children in case his children have sinned. He offered sacrifice for the sin of his children in case they have sinned. He then repent in prayer before God in case his children have sinned. For God to have mercy and save them. My brother and sister. He didn't say, well, my, I have such a good kid. such a good child. He doesn't get in trouble. They don't do nothing bad. You know? No. Joe did not trust it on his own understanding. Joe trusted on the Lord only. That his God would have mercy on them, my brother and sister. And he did this every day. Joe was righteous and pure before God. He knew that only the blood of Jesus can cleanse him from all unrighteousness. He understood that. My brother and sister, the blood of Messiah. So he made a torment for his sons, believing that God could forgive them and have mercy on them. Not trusting on himself or any man but only of God. Now look at David. God knew who David was. His brother was strong. And, and if, they, if they were called to a supermodel uh, event, they probably would have won it. But God wasn't calling them to for a supermodel event. God was calling them to fight the good battle of faith which only one of them was trained in trial and testing, and that the trial and testing of his life had made him strong in his faith. And God doesn't just say things. God proves them. God just doesn't say, this is my beloved son, who am I pleased, and walks away. And No, God proves who, who his are. So when the trial came, the Goliath the giant came and threatened all the children of Israel. His brother was one of the group that ran, ran off in fear. See, God used their heart. The Namalim can be anointed to be king of Israel because as a leader, when the Philistine will come with their giant, they will run under fear. But what happened when David was coming to bring food and water to his brother in the field? 
and heard Goliath with his big mouth mocking Israel, mocking God. David said, who is this uncircumcised, wicked one, speaking against the, the Lord of the army? He knew who God was and whom he trusted. The jealousy of the Lord was in David as fire and his heart consuming everything. And when he heard Goliath speaking, he knew that the word of Goliath, the mocking word of Goliath, was an offense to the name of the Almighty. And he rise immediately said, and said, God today will give you unto my hand, my brother and sister. And people try to disturb David. Tell David that he was just a child. That, you know, but everyone else supposedly was stronger than David and bigger, with bigger soul, bigger shield, was afraid. Because it's only under the fear of the Lord that we learn to be brave. My brother insisted. The Bible said that Saul was tall, big and strong. What happened with the king? What happened with the king that the people asked Samuel to anoint because they wanted to have a king like the rest of the nation? Saul had a big shield and a big sword. My brother insisted. Why didn't Saul come out of his throne and go kill Goliath? Because he was afraid. He was afraid. So King Saul was not raised under the trial of faith that God put his true children. He was not tested under the trial of faith. Saul, King Saul was not tested with any type of trial. Obviously, obviously when King Saul was attacked by a demon, he let them into his body. He did not resist a Satan. As the Bible says, resist, submit to God. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Not King Saul, he was full of demons. But when David came and played an instrument next to the demon that were in King Saul, they will leave him. Why? Was it the instrument? No. Was the anointing that was in David's life? The anointing in the child of God's life speaks about the submission the person has before the Lord. The trial of testing. That anointing doesn't come but only by the trial and testing of faith. That's why, my brother and sister, hallelujah, we need to go through testing and trial. This is all part of our victory in the Lord. The testing and trial of faith is part of our victory in the Lord. It's what's going to raise us a great minister, great man and woman of God, the testing and trial that we go through. My pastor used to say, who is in heaven with Father, never ask God to take away your trial, but ask God to give you wisdom and understanding through them and to help you to, you know, pass through the trial. But never ask God to take away your trial, he says. And he, it was true to this day, my brother and sister. My pastor was in heaven and Father was there ministering to him. Father God was there. He was very close to Father. The last, one of the last time I was taken to heaven and saw him. How can someone, an earthly man, be in heaven close to Father? My brother and sister, so close to him. 
Because God has his elected, selected one that he knows their heart. That no matter what the trial is, they will get on their knees and cry out to him. And say, God, here I am, O Lord. Here I am, O Lord. I'm your servant, Lord. Thank me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Raise me up, Lord. Restore me, O Lord. The joy of uh, the joy of our salvation, says David. He depended on the Lord all the day of his life. While his brothers and and them were drinking and partying, huh? taking it easy, enjoying life. You know, David was hallelujah in the presence of the Lord, fearing the Lord, seeking the Lord, singing to the Lord. Filling his life with his presence. Every day, my brother and sister, David was wise as a five wise virgin. God wants us to be the same, my brother and my sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Now, there were many women were in the beholding afar off who followed Jesus from Galilee and ministry unto them. Amen. There will be many people called, like these women, to minister to other people. But in the revival, after the resurrection of the dead, my brothers and sisters. And among whom were Mary Magdalene, the mother of Jesus and Joseph, of Joseph, and the mother of the seven sea children. When the evening had come, there came a rich man, a man of the name, who himself was also his disciple. And he went to Pilate and begged for the body of Jesus. Pilate commanded that the body be delivered. And when Joseph was taking the body, he rattled in a clear linen cloth, laid it on his own tomb, new tomb, which he had pulled down on the rock and rolled a gray stone over the sepulcher. Mary Magdalene was there and the other Mary sitting opposite to the sepulcher. And the next day of the following, they are a preparation. The chief priests and the Pharisees came together and then they were talking about that they will claim that he was resurrected. And at the end of the Sabbath, it began to down to the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene Mary, to the sepulcher. Hallelujah. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came rolled back the stone, and the door set upon it. And his countenance was like lightning, his raiment was a snow. This is how a glorified body will look, in case you're wondering. So tell me, how, how would a glorified body look? His continent was like lining. His raiment was as, as snow. We'll look the same. We will look the same. We'll look like angels in the presence of God. Because, see, the, the question is, how would the bride of Christ look? And the Bible says, my brother and sister, that the bride of Christ is going to be glorious. I found this verse. I believe that's the one you were referring to earlier. Go ahead. In First John 3, it said, uh, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is, and every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 
And so, uh, that's tit- that was Titus? First uh, John 3. Titus, look into the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Notice how this called the great God and of the great God and our Savior. Hallelujah. Calling Jesus God. Amen. The great God and our Savior. Amen. And then uh, 1 Timothy 1.11, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Amen. So, again, he calls Jesus God because he committed the gospel to him. Thank you, Lord. And both, but he called it glorious gospel. And so this word that people criticize so much and take for granted, you know, my brother and sister, um, is so glorious, it's a word, that is not to be taken for granted. It's not for people to, to, to think little of. Amen. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. Uh, there's another one um, that she will be glorious. I'm trying to find uh, the bride. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. She will. Um, thank you, Lord. Be glorious bride. Hallelujah. Uh, there's another verse. I, I can't find it there for some reason. But the bride of Christ is being prepared for a glorious moment, a glorious event, which is the bride of Christ, the supper of the Lamb, the wedding celebration. Just like in Esther, seven years. I was meditating about Esther because Esther was a young lady who did not know what God had in store for her. And when she became a queen, which it was, she was still surprised that she got chosen to be a queen, not understanding why did God have her to be chosen to be queen? Why did God elect to select her to be a queen? And it was to put the whole nation in her hand for God to save the nation through her. A young lady who millions of lives now depend on her choice. Millions of lives. My brother insisted, and she was told that she was born for this time, that she was a queen. My brother insisted. And she understood now that her decision was going to affect millions of people the Jewish people, the nation of Israel was about to be killed if she didn't make the right decision. My brother and sister. But her decision was going to break the law of men. Going to the king was breaking the law. My brother and sister. Not taking the bicycle may break the law. Like Esther, we are born for such a time. And they may say 
that for not taking the COVID-19 vaccine will break the law. Esther, by going to the king, will break the law of men. You have to understand that somewhere in our lives, we're going to break the law of men. Our obedience to God will break the law of men. Because even when Jesus had an encounter with the Pharisee and scribe, and they were talking about the washing of hands, why doesn't your disciple wash their hands? As a tradition of the elder, it was the law of the land, my brother and sister. And Jesus' disciple, hallelujah, were not doing what my brother and sister, hallelujah, what they were doing. Listen to this. Mark 7, 1. They came together unto him, the Pharisee, a certain of the scribe who came from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples, he breathed. The fire that is to say, unwashed hand, they found fault. For the Pharisee and other Jews did not eat unless they washed the hand of holding the tradition of the elder. This is the law of the land. Verse 4, keep reading, Brother Tony. Yeah. And when they, and when they come from the market, they eat, uh, they eat not unless they wash. And there are many other customs which they have received and hold to, as the washing of cups, pots, brazen, vessels, or tables. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honor me with their lips, but with their but their heart is far from me. Therefore, in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold to the tradition of men, as the washing of pots, cups, and many other like things ye do. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. For Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother, and whoso curseth father and mother, let him die to death. But ye say that if a man shall say to his father or mother, It is it is Corban, that is to say, a gift of whatsoever thou mightest have profited from me, he shall be freed. And ye suffer him no more due to aught for his father or his mother. Amen. And uh, thus, thus making the word of God of no effect, though... Uh, through your tradition which ye have delivered and many like things do ye and when he had called all the people unto him he said unto them hearken unto me every one of you and understand there is nothing from outside of man that that entering into him can defile him but the things which come out of him those are they that defile the man if any man have ears to hear let him hear and when he had entered into the house away from the people, the disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he said unto them, Are ye so without understanding also that ye not perceive whatsoever thing from outside entereth into a man? It cannot defile him, because it entereth not into his heart, but into the belly, and goeth out into the drain, but thereby purging all meat. And he said that 
that which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceedeth evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murders, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come within and defile the man. Pretty man. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Verse 23. But you see, all these evil things come from within, defile the men. So all these things that they were talking about were coming from within themselves. And those are the things that were defiling them. And so what is coming into the world from these people's heart is what defiling the world. Because it is under the blood of fallen angel under the leading of Satan and demon, and the devil knowing what they want, what they like, that is the love of money, the love of greed, the things of his life, he's making sure they have the things of his life temporarily, not thinking about their soul being safe, not thinking of ending up in hell. My brother and sister, which should be the concern of every man. Jesus said, fear not him that can kill the body, but him that can kill the body so in hell, which is God. They're not fearing God. They are fearing the devil. And they are walking under that fear, which leads to all evil, the love of money. And not considering the way of God as life, but rejecting the way of God at the choice, because every every man needs to choose. When Jesus brought me to the entrance of the doors of hell a few weeks ago, he says to me that they're ending there by their own choice, their own choosing. They are choosing the by seeing because they think that with it they're going to protect themselves. They're going to, they want to protect their life. And what did Jesus say about them that will protect their life? Will lose it. So they're losing their life because they're trying to keep their lives. And that's not the way it is the way of God. We need to give up our life for Jesus. That whether we live or die, we will be with the Lord. And not worry about those that can kill the body. Because you're not willing to take the by sin. You're not willing to take their mark. They're getting closer now to release. Google and some other company have been working about releasing a tattoo and releasing the mark of the beast in different form. They have come up with the by sin now in a, in a patch. They're going to be sending people through the mail as they did with the, with the abortion pill. Millions of abortion pills there. Anyone home who wanted it, millions now of a patch that they're working on now, they're going to be sending it to everyone's homes. And the patch, I heard someone explaining the patch. And what this person was saying is that the patch contained the, the same effect that the COVID-19. And when they place a patch in, in the right hand, okay, and the, and the information of the patch, it is to place that in the right hand. Well, what, are, 
so, so brother would say, what a coincidence that the mark of the beast is in the right hand of the forty, and the patch is the same. And they're standing in traction with this patch, okay, for supposedly for those that fear the by seeing, which are millions, that the patch now will save them from being poked of the by seeing. And so all they have to do is place the patch, remove the, the tape from the patch, the sticky tape, and just place it on your right arm, okay, and leave it there. And I don't know for how long they're going to leave it there. Just leave the patch in your hand, and the patch will take care of the rest. And from that patch, it will go into your body. It will transfer into your body all the ingredients that are in the COVID-19 vaccine. This is a tested product, a tested patch that they have tested, and it works just the same as the vaccine, just the same. So you can imagine that that little monster DNA that they put into the place the Lord took me to, that eventually started uh, mutating, and mutating, that same mutation is being put in a patch now. I imagine this patch is going to be preserved one way or another, I imagine. They, they do say they're going to mail it to people. But I imagine that the mail delivery, because they are making trucks with freezer where they can transport these things. So I imagine that if they send it to FedEx, the local mail, UPS, it's going to come to your house, to the person's house. And it's going to come in those freezers and those trucks, and the mail will take it from there, give it to you, and then will advise you to immediately place the patch in your hand, remove the sticker. Because I don't, uh, we don't know, but I don't think it can be too long out of the freezer until you put it in your hand. And once the person places it in the right hand and leaves it there, for a certain time, the patch will take care of the rest. And then the person don't need to be vaccinated. That's the vaccination right there. And I was listening to this, and I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Where they're moving with this? They're taking it to the next level. They want to make sure that 100% of the people get vaccinated. Why are they so interested and getting people vaccinated, my brother and sister. Not giving people the choice to say no. They want to get it. And then I remember when Father showed me, the Antichrist is going to come into office soon. And he's going to make sure with the army that everyone gets vaccinated. And to make sure, make sure that every single human being who are now vaccinated, he's going to make sure those who stay behind, beginning the Great Tribulation, are vaccinated. It's the first thing Father showed me that the Antichrist is planning to do. The first thing is to get everyone vaccinated. There is a plan, there is a purpose, and there's a reason why. He needs to get everyone vaccinated. Because by getting everyone vaccinated, he will get everyone under his control. His control. 
It's like the serpent in the garden. Okay, eat, eat a from the apple or from the fruit. Some people say it's not an apple. Okay, from the fruit. Eat a from the fruit. Well, what does the snake now, the serpent, need to do? The serpent needs to make sure the husband eat from the fruit too. She needs to make sure he eat from it. Because if Adam will reject the fruit, that God told him not to eat, that in the day they will eat, they will die. The serpent will not have dominion. This is about dominion. This is about control. This is about dominion. A lot of people have not realized this yet, that it's about dominion. For the serpent to have dominion, remember to whom the God gave dominion to? Men. And that will be women because now he's married. 50-50, as they say. But the devil got 50 now. But there's another 50 he doesn't have yet. So he needed to deliver the, the, the venom to Adam. And who will be the transportation? Who will be the fetish or UPS to deliver to man the venom? Who? My brother insisted. Who will do a Federal Express delivery to Adam? Think about it for a second. Because see, the word of God, you have to, you have to think about it. Because then, then you can apply easily to your life and, and everything that is happening. Who will be the mail delivery that can effectively deliver 50%, deliver the package to Adam so the devil can have dominion? My brother and sister, over creation. It has to be someone who knows Adam, who can come close to him, that Adam cannot reject easily. Someone that will know him very well. So you have to put it together. Someone that knows him very well. Someone close to him. Someone he trusts. My brother and sister, someone who doesn't say no to him or her, my brother and sister, if the devil would have sent one of his demons, uh, I, I remember I love how Gigi Avila said it, he would have kicked them out of the garden. Come here, you demon. Boom, and give him a big kick out of the garden. It would have not happened. It has to be an agent who can deliver the package safely, you know, where the devil can, can, can have the minion in the garden. Because so far he got the woman, but so far he doesn't have the men yet. He doesn't have the minion. My brother and sister. And the devil wanted it all. You got to understand, the devil wants it all, the earth, to be vast and native. He doesn't just want 60-40, No, he wants 100% of the people. This is why living in the time you and I are living is so dangerous. 
it is extremely dangerous and it has consequence of hell. And many are in hell that have sat there on the computer on the cell phone listening to me on the Lord's Hour, whom I warn not to take the vaccine in this, and are in hell kicking themselves. Why are they so angry in hell now? Or disappointed? Because if you don't take the message serious, if you don't receive what God has to say, no matter who God is sending, it don't need someone that was born here. It doesn't matter the nationality. It's who God's speaking through that it matters. It's what God is saying. My brother and sister, they got mad at me. They rejected the message. And now in hell, they're angry and disappointed. And asking themselves how, how easily they, the devil deceived them. Because the devil is the father of all lies. And he'll make the government, makes you think he's your friend. And he got your best interest in heart. No, the only one that has your best interest in heart is God. It's Jesus Christ who went and died for you and I on the cross. He has our best interest in heart. He is the one that truly loves us and truly wants to save us. So to him we need to listen to, not anybody else. I listen to the one who has the, my best interest in heart, the one who will deliver me from evil, my brother and sister, and it's Jesus. There is no other. There is no other name under the sun in which we can be saved but the name of Jesus. To him be all glory. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. He's the one we need, my brother and sister. And he's telling us in the last day, do not take the by things. Do not trust the government. Do not trust men but your life. Many are leading many to hell. And what happens when you go to one of those churches and they tell you to take the by thing? And even in the churches are given the by thing. And they remove your body and they take you down. What happened? What would you say about those leaders of churches now? You'll be very angry. You'll be very angry. If you can get a hold of them in hell, you will punch them. And you will kick them until the kingdom come. You will be very angry. That's how those people down there feel. They feel like if they can get a hold of those, my brother and sister, that deceive them, they will beat on them. They will punch them. My brother and sister, why? Because they deceive them. Because even a lot of people that are taking up, telling other people to take the vaccine, right they're not taking them. The question is, did Donald Trump get vaccinated? No, he didn't with the COVID-19 vaccine. He got vaccinated with another vegetable vaccine that had no RMA in it. Because it's by choice. It is by choice. My brother and sister, everyone has to choose. But you cannot choose without any knowledge. See, when Joshua sent the spies, was for him to get knowledge of Jericho. You need to understand how we move in God. You need to have knowledge to take the next step in the Lord. You cannot just say, I'm just going to go ahead and take the biting without having the Lord tell you if it's good or not. You've got to move with knowledge. Joshua sent in the spies. Go spice the land. 
a few of the spies came back very negative because you, you're going to have a lot of people in the world very negative. Don't listen to them. Listen to the people that believe God will give us the victory. My brother insisted. But they're not just saying it. These are people walking in the knowledge of the Lord and the wisdom of God because they're walking with God. The other spies came and told Joshua, we're going to come and conquer the land and overcome them. And told them how it was inside, in and out. Told them about the woman that helped them. My brother insisted. Every move they made was being led by the Lord, and it was full of knowledge about Jericho. By the time they went to walk around the city, the time the Lord told them, go walk around the city, around the water Jericho, they were fully knowledgeable about everything that was in Jericho, in and out. But trusting by faith in the Lord to bring down those walls. My brother insisted. A lot of Christians went and took to my sin without praying, without fasting, without hearing from the Lord whether it was okay or not. My brother insisted. In other words, this is, this is what people have done compared to the people in Jericho. It's like, a lot, it's like Joshua allowing the children of Israel to go by the gate of Jericho and allowing the people of Jericho to bathinate the Israelites. That's what a lot of people are doing today without any knowledge. Go take them by sin. You're going to send your children to the enemy to take them by sin? The world is our enemy. The world is our enemy. My brother and sister, they're not for us. They're against us. If they can behead you, who do you think crucified Jesus on the cross? It was the world, or the enemy. Who was killing the disciples? The world, the enemy. When did the people in the world started stop being our enemy? When? Not according to the Bible. But according to theology, in the last day, they, they are friends. I just heard the Lord say yes. My brother and sister, people are making the world their friends, and they're not your friends. They are your enemy, and they're looking to get a hold of you, so kill you. Our enemy, the thief, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's not your friend. There's only one that is your friend is Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus, remember? What a friend we have in the Lord. We need to trust him only. People are trusting in their enemy. They're putting their life in the hands of their enemy. And now in hell they're finding out, oh, man, I can't believe they did that to us, they're saying now. I can't believe. I heard one, one of them say, I can't believe our enemy deceived us this way and lied to us. I can't believe this. Our own government, one of them in hell was saying, well, who do you think they are? You thought they were your friends? You thought those politicians are your friends? They're sold out. Your friends is Jesus. You had it wrong all this year if you thought they were your friends. They're not for you. They're against you, my brother and sister. Look at the disciple in the book about preaching the word. The people that were rising were the same people that knew their parents. Joseph and Mary, we know. And who is this? People that saw them grow up in the neighborhood, 
with the people that wouldn't crucify the Lord later on. They were his worst enemy. My brother insisted. We're surrounded by enemy who wants to behead us. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, the protection of the Lord, my brother, look how they're doing. 30,000 particle accelerators. They're cooking our planet right now, contaminating our food, our water, supply, everything to make everyone sick. Your body defense right now are fighting to the, to the top. Your, your body, your defense are fighting constantly 24 hours without any rest. That's why people feel so tired. People say, brother, I'm so tired. I am so tired, brother. Why do you think your body defense is fighting like never before? It's the Lord helping you, renewing your strength almost constantly to keep you up and strong in the Lord. But the people that don't have that are dying. Their bodies are shutting out. They're shutting down. They cannot withstand the wickedness and evil. We need to trust in the Lord only and lean not on our own understanding. In all our way, trust him. There's so much wickedness happening. My brother, my sister, thank you, Lord. You see, my brother Tony, you were reading this here of what Jesus was saying about the tradition of man. And that with the tradition of man, what were they doing? Voiding the commandment of God. Hallelujah. See, and he said unto them, Fool, will ye reject the commandment of God that ye may keep the tradition? That is what they were doing. They were rejecting the commandment of God to keep the tradition of man. That's exactly what they were doing. And this is exactly what people will do if they're not careful. And, and don't know who their enemy are. Don't discern. Discernment in the last day is a must. What were we telling you the other day to me about discernment? Yeah. Um, this is one of the gifts that the Bible talks about, discernment. Um, uh, the Lord gives, you know, the Lord gives this gift to discern, you know, to whoever he wants to, you know, but we can also ask for it. You know, in my case, I thank him because he gave me this gift uh, back in 2014. But then that's when I started researching about this gift of discernment is where you discern evil and good, um, between good and evil. You discern the spirits is what you do. You know, discernment, discernment is you discern what's good and evil. You know, like you can discern what's of God and what's not. Amen. And, uh, and when, you know, that's discernment. You know, actually... Solomon did ask, you know, uh, t- it talks about it, you know, it said, uh, he asked for this, you know, uh, God gave me an understanding heart to discern judgment, to discern between good and evil, so we can ask for this, you know, with mm-hmm. a sincere heart, God can give this to us, but that's discernment, where you can discern what's of God and what's not, like this vaccine, I could discern immediately, you know, when it came out, uh, you know, that this was from the enemy, that vaccine, and that's nothing good about it. And I started researching, watching this vaccine that everyone is talking about, you know. And mm-hmm. so I went to research, and there's, you know, immediately from the Lord I knew that that's of the enemy, you know. 
that's how he you know he reminded me that this vaccine is exactly what happened and it's what you know it's it's just like the, the like the mark of the beast he's going to deceive so many people to get this thinking that it's good for them when it's actually killing them you know exactly it's the same thing you know and it's so many people have been deceived and you know but it's uh but Jesus Jesus told us not to be deceived. Yeah. I know we say there's so many people that see, but he told us. Yeah. Us as people. Because he he says, My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Yeah. So it's for us, the bride of Christ, not to be deceived. Don't be deceived, yeah. Anybody else can easily be deceived. Should we be also easily be deceived? No. Yeah. Because we have we have his words. Yeah. We have his knowledge, his wisdom, yeah. his understanding about his life. What is of God and what is not of God. And yeah. if it's, you see, how can an evil tree yeah. give a good fruit? Yeah, it can't. If they're not with God, they cannot get good fruit. Only a good fruit, in other words, someone that is with God yeah. can give good fruit. So when Jesus came, he came to teach us the way of the Lord yeah. to keep us from going to death. Look, uh, John 1, 13, who were born not of blood, nor of the world of flesh, world of men, okay? Nor of the world of men, but of God. Anyone in Christ who has received Christ as a new creature his born again is completely out of this world. Has nothing to do with this world. And in such manner, in such way, we need to live. Yeah. You cannot live according to the blood, the body, or the flesh, this body, the mentality of the flesh. You have to live according to the will of God, my brother and sister, because it is the will of man. But there is a mightier well, the well of God, that will keep us alive in the last days as we hear him. He says, John 3, 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I said unto thee, unless a man is born of water in the spirit, cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And our desire is to enter into the kingdom of God, but we need to be born of the water baptized in of the spirit, my brother and sister, which water is also the Holy Spirit. Okay? It's a work of the Holy Spirit. So there's a work there, water, the Holy Spirit in us, and there's a, a, a the Spirit, which is still the work of God in our lives, because Jesus is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is from God, my brother and sister. So God's working in our lives to, to prepare us from heaven, for heaven, to prepare us for, for a new life. I was seeing that in a dream that the Lord was showing me that he's preparing us now for the new life. He was saying to me in the dream, very, very soon we're going to be in a new life. And he was showing me that we're being prepared for it. And some of us can experience that new life, presence, anointing, and desire 
And God knows we got a strong desire to come to a new life, like a glorified body. My brother existed. But he says some of us are already experiencing that like presence anointing of a new life because we're about to go into it. And I was so it was so exciting to see that in the spirit, to see what the Lord was showing me. Thank you, Lord, for that. My brother and sister. And I can see our new life on the other side. I was in front of that new glorious new life that we're about to to start. And he was speaking to me about it, but I was up, up like in a mountain. And I knew that was a mountain of God. And in that mountain, I can see, because he told me years ago that when, when we have finished climbing the mountain, that's when we're going to be out of the earth. Because the mountain is a spiritual mountain. And we're climbing the mountain, all of us together. Spiritually, we're going up. And he was showing me that when we get up there, we won't be earthly anymore. That means we're going to enter a new life. Thank you, Lord. There was one dream I have where I can see the top of the mountain that we were going to. And after the mountain ended at top, there was nowhere to go. My brother insisted. And it's because we have made it with, into the, our, our glorious, glorified body life that now we don't need to walk anymore. We can fly. We can go anywhere without any problem, my brother and sister. And that day, I can see it in the spirit as he had me flying over the, over the cloud looking into the mountain. And he said, look how close you are. Talking about all of us. He said, look how close you are. And I can see that we were all near the top of the mountain, like right there. And he, he revealed to me years ago that when we get there, that's going to that's gonna be it for us. That's where God wants us to bring us to, and him to his mountain. And the Lord showed me, you're, you're there. You're like, look how close you are. And I can see that. Basically, we couldn't climb more anymore. That that was the limit that we were going to go. And the Lord was showing me. Because the question is, how long, Lord, more for us to get to where we need to get in God? And he was showing me, you're there already. You're practically there. We're like one step away from entering. And like he says to me, that is closer than what we're thinking, you know. And I keep thinking what, what we've been thinking. And I sometimes I, I I lay down to meditate, and I start thinking back in our life and our in our thoughts. What we think about the rapture. Sometimes I talk to my brother Tony, like I said, you know, what we've been thinking to see if I get input for him that will help me to meditate on these things when I'm meditating on because I'm trying to figure out what the Lord says to me that we are closer than what we're thinking. And he has said this to me for years already. We're closer than what we're thinking. And I keep asking people, what do you think or what we've been thinking? Well, you know, usually what you think, you express. 
isn't it? Yeah. Or sometimes what you're thinking, you ask. Sometimes people come to me and ask me questions. And I know those questions come for what they've been thinking themselves, that it will be, that it could be, that it may be, you know? It's what's in their heart. It's what they've been meditating on. It's what when they read the word or hear the message they think about, you know? So, I, I you know, I want to know what they're thinking because it's going to help me know what we've been thinking all this year, you know, because I hear the Lord saying that we're closer than what we think. And I ask people, what does that mean? You know, because I want to hear, I want to hear. When you hear the Lord saying, we are closer than what we think, what do you think, Brother Miguel, Sister Luna, Sister Regina, Arlie? What do you think that means? When the Lord says that we're closer than what we think, Come on, my brother and sister, please help us in this Bible study. Mm-hmm. Give, give us your input in this. Cause that question is still in me. I want to know, what does that really mean? Is there something there where, where she think one year? Closer than what we think. No. We all think about our life. I know you think about your life. You think about the, the plan you have for your life. The, the the things you want to do, the places you want to go, a lot of people think about that. You know, what do you think, Brother Tony? Yeah, yeah that's a, you know, the he is, you know, I know he's speaking to everyone, but if you take that personal, you know, like personally you, the Lord is saying, you know, um, you know like for me, for example, the Lord is saying, you know, it's going to happen closer than what you're thinking. Um it's going to happen in a way that you weren't, like you weren't expecting it to be that way, you know, because we're thinking this and now, because we're, we're making our own timing. And yes, it's very close because I can feel it. You know, I've been feeling it even closer lately. I've been feeling it even more closer. Like it, it's, it's, we're already there. And a sign that the Lord has given me is the fact that I moved here to, to uh, North Carolina from Indiana, you know, it was a move that even I'm like, how did I even do that, you know, something so sudden and, you know, when I had everything over there, you know, that's a sign that the Lord gave me personally, you know, it's like, you know, it's this close, but you, we don't know the time, you know, in the, you know, we don't know when it's going to happen, all these, you know, um, it's all under the timing of the Lord, but he, he has put in me that that uh in the spirit that quickening in the spirit that it, it is so soon that it's going to happen even before you know it's going to happen in a way that i'm going to be shocked you know he said this to um he's even the way he said it in the new testament was um he, you know i forgot how to say it but he he did say i believe nathaniel he said uh, that you marvel he said um yes he said he used that word marvel or marvel like marvel you know like like shock, like one, like, uh, like, wow, you know, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't expecting Bro- it. Brother uh, Miguel says, in a blink of an eye, honestly, time is shortened by the Lord as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sister Luna says a month, a year, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he I- is in control of time. You know, he can, he can, he can do anything with time, you know. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he he's, he's he's the Lord overall. He can mm-hmm. create a time in the first place. You know, he can do anything. And well, doesn't that also talk about think about more heavenly than earthly? Yeah. Well, think about more the will of God in your own. Yeah. Isn't that what you're trying to tell us? Yeah, like uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's 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 being crucified with Christ. You know, is is you doing His will, and we're supposed to be crucified, which is, you know, not my will, but His will be done. That talks of living in the moment, you know, for God, because that's how. If you think about it, that's how it is in heaven. In heaven, you live for God in the moment. You know, you're not living in the past nor the future. You're living in the moment where you're doing, pleasing God in the now. You know, how can what can I do now to please God? Well, here's another example. People did not COVID, not expect the, the the COVID virus to come. Mm-hmm. Neither did they expect the COVID vaccine. And they were on earth the other day, and now they're in hell. Explain that. Alive. The wicked goes to hell alive. Yeah. How, how does that, that, that went on their life right away? Kind of like one of those things that caught them by surprise, right? They were caught by surprise. Yeah. They had plans. They had a life. They had a home. They had a family. They had jobs. Now they can't enjoy their family. They can't enjoy their job. They can't enjoy their vehicle. They can't enjoy their house. Now they're in hell. Yeah. Now, did that happen to them? How did that happen? How do you say that? Sudden? Yeah, it's, it's like in boxing, you know. It was it was out of nowhere. You know, it just it was like a knockout. It's, uh, they can't explain it. They yeah. can't explain it. Yeah. Because we, we, I don't want to mention no name, but we had someone, one of them, who was talking about the rapture, mm-hmm. but went and took the bike saying he's down there now. Yeah. So it, what happened to him happened sooner than what he expected. But then he would wa- he wasn't then watching and pray, as the Lord said. Yeah, they, they just wasn't watching. Now they regret it, you know, because they... But those that were watching, it was, how can someone go and get the vaccine, you know, when they were watching, looking up to the Lord, because that's what you do when you're watching. You're saying you're going to the Lord for it, and you're, you you test all things, whether this, should I do this or not before every decision, you know, you prove it, like Paul says, prove all things, you know, and so it was, that was like a knockout to so many people, it's like, you know, then they realize what a mistake I made. Well, the light changed suddenly, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Did they expect the light to change so suddenly? No. No, no. It was sooner than what they thought. Yeah. Now, the Lord saying about the rapture, about his coming, yeah. it's going to be sooner. Even about the judgment, certain people the Lord has said, yeah. like the earthquake in California, it's going to happen sooner, the Lord's been saying. Than what people think. Yeah. So. Catch them by surprise. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Before my brothers and sisters got vaccinated, I was preaching here in 2019 on the Lord's Hour. The Lord said, go to your family and say goodbye to them. In my thinking, immediately I was thinking, well, that means the rash is about to happen in 2019, right? Listen to our, our human understanding. 
The Lord said, go and say goodbye to your brothers and sisters. Because they won't see you no more. I think he said in this life. And when the Lord spoke to me this way, I got all worked out about it. And I came on the Lord Tower. I said to my brothers and sisters, stop saying goodbye to your family and all that. Okay, that's what the Lord says. That was in 2019. Little did we know that what the Lord was referring to, they're going to take the bicycle and end up where? In hell. They're not going to see you anymore. Okay? Was he right or not? The Lord knew it was coming. The Lord knew the choice that we're going to make. And all of my brothers and sisters got vaccinated. We're six. They all got vaccinated, all five of them. And the Lord took me to hell, and I, and I saw them down there, which is, it, it really broke in my heart in a sense to see them. And then I, the Lord showed me my mom. Oh, man. That was also very difficult for me. But it was a choice they made, and they, were, that end, they ended up there. But the Lord had told me to say goodbye to them before they made the choice. I was thinking about rapture, rapture. We're so close to the rapture, I was thinking, 2019. Because when the Lord said, go say goodbye to them, I didn't know. And look what happened. 2020 comes. The bicycle comes out. Boom. They take the bicycle. They're gone. They're not, they're not in the body anymore. And the Lord took me down to see them. My brother and sister, I call them by the name, and we were speaking in hell. And wow, it was something so difficult for me. But it's where the life is now, my brother and sister. Where the wife, my brother, went down there. So sad. So difficult. But this is a new life we're in. And we need to understand. Now the Lord is saying to us, the judgment is going to happen sooner than what we think again. Were those people back in 2020 and 2019 thinking about going down to hell? No. They were not thinking about that. How many churches opened the door for the Bicene, including how nurses and doctors come and vaccinate their members? Why did the leader do that? Because they didn't went to the Lord. If anyone that went to the Lord, the Lord told them no. I get I get so joyful when I'm when I'm playing a video online, and I hear a prophet or someone saying, "The Lord told me not to take the Bicene," and I told my brothers and sisters. You know, I get so joyful when I hear the testimony online. And there are many of those like that. But there's also many who did not went to the Lord. Some people say, Lord, soon as they heard about the Bible, this is yours. They began to pray. They didn't settle. They didn't say, well, if the government is coming out with it, it's good. They didn't trust in him and curses the men that trust in him and they went to the Lord, and they got their answer. Do not take that by seeing my daughter, as the Lord says to them, because they will separate you from me. 
That young lady was crying like a baby, 15 years old, heard the voice of God for the first time saying, do not take that by sin, my daughter, because they will separate you from me. Her father saying those words to her, and she was obedient. She had become a new believer and had never heard the voice of God until that moment. But it, it, it began to be obedient at that very moment. I play her testimony here in the Lord's Tower because it was so touching. It's so truthful. It's so anointed. Because she's crying, 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 hearing God, but also thanking God for delivering her. And God will do that with anyone. It's not the will of God that anyone will perish, but that they will come and be saved, my brother and sister. We need to seek the will of God for our life. In any moment, anything in this life is dangerous to us. They're watching us, they're listening to us. My brother and sister, look what they do now. When I place a video on YouTube, a bunch of them immediately contact YouTube to block my video. Immediately. Who are they? The vaccinated ones. The ones that know what my video will keep people from taking the white thing. They immediately contact YouTube. And they immediately will block the video. A few a few seconds, a few minutes after I place them, boom, block. It violates YouTube policy, they tell me. How does this happen? Because the vaccinated know whom they are. Who's in those bodies? They know who the demons know who they are. The only problem is that the non-vaccinated don't know who the demons are. That's another problem that they can seek from God. Remember with Brother Larry, before the vaccine and all that came out, Father, that those demons, the people are in human body, do they know who they are? Father said, yes, my son, they very well know who they are. It's just the people that don't know. A blind cannot lead the blind. And that's been my concern since I became a believer. I wanted to preach the gospel. But if I'm blind, how am I going to lead people anywhere? I got to get close with Jesus. I got to have his eyes, his ears, his mind in order for me to try to lead anyone to Christ, to heaven. We need to have the mind, the heart of Christ, the ears of Christ, everything, the feet, the hand, my brother and sister. The Lord tested me one day on this, the time when he came into my body and spoke to a demon for the demon to reveal himself to me. Because I asked the Lord, do these demons know who they are, Lord? And the Lord yes, said yes. And he came, the Lord came, went into my body, spoke to the demon. And the demon spoke back to him, knew it was Jesus. And the Lord was in me. And he knew it was Jesus talking to him. The demon knew. And the demon responded back to the Lord. Because the Lord told me that this person was a demon. And I was still like wondering, 
Because it was in that beginning when the Lord was revealing me all these mysteries. And like many people, I have many questions. But I didn't want to question the Lord without unbelief. I didn't want to sin. Because when you question without unbelief, you sin. You sin. And I didn't want to sin. I wanted to be close with Jesus, but I don't want to be sinning, asking him things that will offend the Lord. Because if I'm asking him without unbelief, I'm going to offend the Lord. And I don't want to do that. Because I noticed at one time that I asked the Lord, wait, that in the Bible, Lord. And the Lord looked at me. I saw his face like, you're asking me like it's not even in my word when it is. And show me it was in his word. Like, oh, man, I felt so bad. So, so bad. My brother insisted, we need to walk by faith, not by sight. Truly, not just saying it. We need to repent pride and unbelief. And then that's when I began to ask him, what is, what is important that I need to repent in my life, pride and unbelief? And so I'm going to be repenting this. Then I share the things that I apply to myself that help me so much in my walk with the Lord is what I share with my brothers and sisters. Pride down and unbelief, my brothers and sisters are eating people's alive. People are doubting so much and questioning whether the word of God, whether what the Lord is saying is true to his prophet. If you seek him in, 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 in faith, by faith, he will reveal himself to you. I asked him the same question, Lord. One of the questions I asked him a few months ago that I share, Lord, like, why his, because some people say, Brother Obi, I want the Lord to reveal himself to me. I want to see Jesus. To summon the Lord, many the Lord has revealed himself to, but some he has not. And I asked the Lord, and it is because they don't believe. They don't walk by faith. But they're down on believe the Lord wants. They want the Lord to reveal himself. That doesn't happen that way. The highway of God is faith. You want to see him. The way that the Lord is faith. Like Abraham. Why did the Lord come with two angels in the daytime, in the middle of the day, to visit Abraham? Because Abraham walked by faith and not by sight. And Abraham said, Do not live, my Lord. Until I wash thy feet in hand, prepare something for you to eat. My, the Lord and the angel did not need to eat. They were not hungry. But Abraham had asked something of God, the Lord, that the Bible said, ask, and thou shalt receive. The Lord Jesus has better animals in heaven than he can eat. My brother and sister, he dared it to... To, to show Abraham his love and mercy. If his, his feet are more clean than anything we have cleaned on this earth. My brother insisted. He wears sandals of gold. Why would he need anyone to wash his feet? My brother insisted. It's because he's humble and meek. He's humble and meek, he says in his word, and he shows it. Imagine the angel looking at Jesus like, what does it? You're going to watch away from your feet. <laughs> but leave it so, he shows us how meek and humble he is. 
And Abraham washed his feet. And Abraham served him. He also wanted to show us how humble Abraham had become by faith. Because you can become humble by faith walking with Christ. He teaches you the way. He is the way, the true and the life. Yeah. No one comes to the Father and says, three, he teaches you. Oh, he says, yes, thank you. He leads like that one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So he, he teaches us. He's humble and meek. He's the great example. Father is the great example. The Lord is the great example. You want to look to an example? Start looking to the greater preacher and look to Jesus. Uh, people write to me, oh, I'm following the teaching of so-and-so. That's a great teacher. You want to find the greater teacher of all, Jesus Christ, Father God? Look to the Bible and look at his example. Look how he did it. Look how humble he is. With golden sandal he had Abraham washed his feet. He, his feet were perfectly clean. There's no dirt in heaven. There's no dust in heaven. Perfectly clean. And he still have him watching. Why? Because he humbled in me. And wanted to teach us. If someone else, no, 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 you don't need to, don't even touch my feet. You're going to dirty my feet. You're going to dirty my feet with your dirty hands. What is it? Oh, prideful. Not the Lord. Not the Lord. He waited there until Abraham watched his feet. My brother and sister. They didn't need him to be watched. But it's to teach how humble and meek he is. That's why later on when he said that he was humble and meek, if they look to the Bible, if they look to their old Bible, they will find humble and meek. The one who Abraham watched his feet, before Abraham was, I am, he says. The one Abraham watched his feet, that's the one he was referring to, humble and meek. He showed us humble and meek in his own walk on the earth. My brother and sister. But how come sometimes we don't see it? Pride. But as much as you repent pride, you begin to see the little golden nuggets, I'm going to say one time, that will bless your life. The Lord will show them to you. There's so much in the Word. Have you seen diamond yet in the Bible? There's so much diamond in this Word from Genesis to Revelation that will bless your life. Different color diamond. His word is more precious than ruby. You gotta see the diamond in the word. We talked about it a little bit early, but there's so much diamond here. The people are missing. My brother and sister. Find it, see it, have the Lord show it to you. Begin to see the value in God's word. It's more precious than the precious stone. Begin to see it. Begin to receive it. Let it eliminate your heart, body, soul, and spirit. Let it show you the way. Wisdom will show you the way. The way of the evil one, the way of the wicked, that you will not follow. I, I was speaking with a woman of God, and she didn't hear the Lord say to her not to take the vaccine. How did she know from God not to take it? Wisdom. The wisdom of God, my brother and sister, the wisdom of God show her how low man is in sin. And that in the wisdom of God, she could not take the by sin because she's in, she's in the kingdom of the Lord. 
which my greater, my greater promise, she has. So she's not going to settle for the lower promise because she already got the greater one. My brothers and sisters, and the way she was speaking, I'm sitting there, and I'm amazed by her wisdom. I was amazed. I'm sitting there like, wow, wow, wow. Someone who walked close with God that way, Jesus was worried, like, she really has a lot of wisdom from the Lord. She didn't want to settle for the less. Because she was in much greater. Yeah. God was giving her much greater. Why was she settled for the less? I'm like, wow. She says, I knew. I knew. And she said, I told my brother not to take it. And her brother did not listen and took it. And the day he took it, he died. And she was crying. My brother said, because she was, he was only a few years younger than him, than her. Almost twin. And he died, and they used to share the word together. But she says, my brother, do not take that by seeing who who they had not put study into it, who she knew it was not from God. And he went and took it, and the day he took it, he began to have like a heart attack and die. The by seeing caused like a heart attack. And I said, well, maybe that was a way for God to take him. He says, I don't know. But that, maybe that was a way for God to take her brother. Because remember the nurse where they were putting her by CR and dropped dead? Yeah. And she was dead completely. And then I asked the Lord, and the Lord says that it was his child that he was taking. He says to me, wow. When he said that, I was like, wow, amazed. Yeah. God is in control, and he has much more than what we're thinking. My brother insisted. Well, here's 50 dreams and visions that are to come, my brother and sister. Two of our children have had dreams in regards to end times um, and war. And um, I have dreams, and my husband has visions. And so I'm going to start off with um, a message that I received. And it was actually a message that was, this is the very first message that I received in regards to World War III. I had no clue about it prior to that. And so it was a message about World War III and um, and it had to do with um, that there's gonna be nuclear weapons involved, that America is coming under judgment for turning away from from the Lord and that we will be attacked by Russia and nuclear weapons. And the Lord came to me and said that this is a message for my brother. I had another dream in which I was I was in a, in a house that it wasn't my own. I don't know where I was, but I was with my family. I felt like maybe there were some other people there. And I just felt like, I felt like the Lord jolt my heart, like he was trying to get my attention. And I felt, I felt, I heard all this static in my head. And I felt like that static was, the Lord was telling me to turn the radio on. And so I turned the radio on and, um, and on the radio it said, um, you know, it was talking about Russia and it was saying, 
um, about moving. And I knew the Lord was telling me that um, we were getting ready to be attacked and that we were supposed to go to a different location. And so um, I just remember scrambling to pack and, and trying to quickly leave. Last week, I had, I had a dream where I was, I was, um, I was a soldier. And I, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was in America for some reason. I don't know where I was. Um, and I, I was captured. Um, I was captured by um, a, a different, different armed, armed um, soldiers. And I, and I don't know what country they were from. And I just remember being taken to this room with these other women and uh, being questioned. And I knew in my heart that um, I was going to be killed. And they were being really nice to me, but I knew that this was just a front to get information out of me. And I knew that I was going to be killed afterwards. And and then I went to, they were taking me to a different location. Um, I had all this peace inside um, uh, that only could come from the Lord at the time, even though I knew that where they were taking me, that's where I was going to be killed. And then in the same same dream, I it, it completely changed scenery, and I I now was in America, and I wasn't a soldier, and I was um, I was at my husband's grandmother's farm, and we were well, it was just me, and I was I was looking from a distance, and in the distance, I could see this really large trench, and. It was a really huge trench, and there were these tanks, military tanks, and I, they, were, they were shooting into the trench. And I felt in my heart that they were shooting at people. Um, I just had this feeling that there were people in the trench. Um, but after the, after the tanks left, I, I went to the trench to see who – like who was in there, and I didn't see any people. I only saw cows in there, and because uh, there are cows at this farm, and I only saw dead cows in this trench, and and no people. And so, um, and then there was another part of the dream where I um, I followed these tanks to see where they were going, and I remember crawling inside of like a storm drain to to try to hide and from these tanks. And, but I, I remember the feeling that they knew I was in, in the drain and in the storm drain and that, that I was going to be killed. And I, I didn't know how they knew I was in this storm drain. And, and so when I woke up from this dream, I, I did some research because I, I remembered what the tanks looked like. And I, I had never looked up tanks to see, you know, military tanks to see what countries have what tanks, what they look like. And these tanks were distinct and they had, they were this camo pattern. And I, I started looking up the U.S. and Russian um, tanks and uh, the U.S. tanks were just solid in color and, and, and the Russian tanks, when I looked those up, it was, it was a Russian tank, a uh, military tank. And so that was um, the last dream that I've had. And so, in regards to my husband's visions, he uh, he's only had visions one time, 
and they all came in the same night. Um, he said he didn't really sleep much at all that night, and and so this happened probably about a month ago. How my husband's vision started was he 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 got up, he woke up, and uh, he was just laying there praying. And next thing he knew, um, he saw this Bible, and this Bible, the pages were just flipping really fast, and 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 then the pages just stopped, and then he. Um, it stopped at particular scripture, and and whenever he was looking at the scripture, he only could see, like he could see like there was a bunch of writing, but he it was he was just focused. He was just focused on specific scripture that the Lord was trying to show him, and so it was two pieces of scripture that he was shown um, that night, and um, those two pieces of scripture are Acts two seventeen. So I'm going to turn there. And Acts 2.17 says, um, And it shall come to pass in the last day, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophecy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall see dreams, and, or shall have dreams. And so this was the first one that the Lord brought him to. I feel like the Lord was telling him that this is the time of the end and that he, um, this is why he's getting visions. And um, the second piece of scripture that he was brought to was Revelations. And it was Revelation 6.15. And it reads, And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every freeman hid themselves in dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. And then um, that was the last thing he saw in the Bible. Um, that God was showing him, and then the scenery changed. And then he was standing on top of this hill, and he was looking in the distance. And in the distance, he could see the mountain where Camp David is. And um, Camp David is the underground bomb shelter for the president. And he, he was looking at this mountain, and he said all of a sudden multiple missiles were fired at Camp David and he just saw missile after missile after missile hit Camp David and he said um, he just remembers feeling in his heart that that the whoever was in that bomb shelter wasn't going to get out um, he just felt that in his heart and that was um, so those were the two the two visions that my husband had um, I'll, I'll now tell you about my daughter, my daughter, and her um, and her dreams. Um, now, my daughter has been walking with the Spirit of God for years, and I didn't even realize it. I didn't even know what it meant to be born again. I thought I considered myself a Christian. I had no clue. I didn't know all of the things that she was doing were, um, you know, all the things that she was changing in her life were was because that the Holy Spirit was convicting her. And probably about four or five years ago, she had a dream. And in this dream, she remembers being prepared 
she, she knew she was being prepared by the Lord to fight, and it was a spiritual battle, and she was going to be in, in, in God's army, and she was going to be fighting the forces of evil in her dream, and this was many years ago, well, many years ago, four or five years ago, not really many, but anyway, but uh, that was the first dream that she had, and recently, this was just um, last week, she had this dream where she saw this map, and on the map, she saw all of our streams and lakes and rivers and all of our bodies of water, and then she saw all of them start to recede, and they were all drying up, and there was there was no more water. And she felt the Lord telling her that God will provide for his people, that she shouldn't worry, that God was going to provide for his people. And, and then um, the scene switched, and she, um, she saw uh, one of her family members, and I'm not going to say who, but this family member became really disor- dis- disoriented, and it was as though they were possessed. And that person began to transform into an evil giant and... Then this person went to the cities to harm people. And um, that was the end of her dream, her dreams that she's had recently. And my my son, uh, he's, he's only eight. And um, the things that have, uh, you know, how God has been working in his heart has been crazy. Uh, he will feel the Holy Spirit. He, he'll feel all this warmth inside. He'll tell me how, Mom, I just feel all this warmth inside, and I just love God. I just love Jesus so much, Mom. And it just warms my heart. And so um, he has felt the need to talk to certain people about the Lord. He feels like the Holy Spirit guiding him to do so. Um, he's had a message for me. Um, there was, uh, when I first got the message about you know, World War III and the nuclear bombs, and I started to realize that the end times are coming. I actually was hoping in my heart that I was going to be taken out with one of the nuclear bombs. I thought, oh, it'd be nice just to be taken out quickly and, and you know, not to have to, to, you know, to suffer through the tribulation. And so there was this one night that, that my son came up to me and he said, Mom, I have a message I have to tell you. And he said, the Lord wants you to know that if you have faith, that he will protect you from those bombs. And, oh, it just, I felt like that message meant so much more than that. It, I I do have faith that God would protect me if that's his will. And, but I felt like the message meant more because God knew that my in my heart I was hoping to go out with one of these bombs. And I felt like this was God telling me, this is not your time. This is not my, that's not my will for you. You have a job to do, and that job is to save souls. And I feel like he's preparing me for something in the time of the end, and I, and I don't really know what, what that is. Um, but I feel like that was a message of, you know, have your, your job's not done, and, and um, I need to have faith in, in God's will for me. I love you, friends. Uh, God bless. Um, this message wasn't meant to bring fear to anybody. Uh, it's... You know, I just have to share what the Lord has revealed to me. I, um, I had a dream. And this dream, I was back home in Toronto. And um, I was 
walking around a city street and as I looked up I could see warplanes flying overhead and I just for some reason I knew that they were Russian planes and that they were going towards the US and um, I'm not sure exactly how I knew but I knew um, I knew wholeheartedly that it was Russia that was flying overhead and they were not flying um, to Canada but they were flying just past Canada and into the US so uh, I shared that with Philip after he shared his um, his revelation with me and um, just felt uh, confirmation with that. I have a crazy dream to tell you. If I do start crying, you know, it is what it is. But it was very serious and very, very sad to me. So I will be sharing that with you now. So the dream starts out. I'm walking into my grandparents, um, the grandparents on my dad's side. I open the door and my wife's parents are sitting in a living room. My daughter walks up from the doctor's office in my grandfather's room. He was a doctor. At the, top, um, at, the, at the home, it was in, on the mid-level. She walks up and she's crying. I guess, what's the matter, honey? What's going on? She says, Rose's parents, they haven't told you? And I'm like, I'm puzzled. She walks uh, me to the TV and Taiwan has been attacked. And um, they're being slaughtered. She looks at my, uh, my wife's parents and says, the Philippines, the phone lines have all been hijacked. They're dead. Nobody can get through to anybody. Um, they can't get a hold of Rose's grandma. That's my wife's uh, grandparents. Um, the news cuts to a, uh, the news cuts to a special report that North Korea has sent ICBMs to Japan and two have been shot down already, um, but exploded and believed to be of a nuclear force off of Hawaii. Um, they're telling people to shelter in place, and they show on the TV people running from the beach for fear of imminent uh, catastrophe. Prevailing winds will push fallout towards all major cities and mi military installments. My dad walks down from the upstairs and is crying. He's holding my youngest son, um, Kylo. So, um, I ask, you know, where's Bodhi? And he, he's like, Bodhi's in school. Um, I'm like, well, we have to go get him. Like, what do you mean? Um, so we go, um, I run to the door to get to the car and I see tanks are down at the end of the street. Um, the, uh, the way that the tanks are moving, you can see their exhaust, black, you know, black filling the air. The Humvee comes down from the mountain my grandparents lived on and I go to get in my car and it's dead. I run to the Humvee and ask for the military, for a military escort to pick up my son. Um, is it okay if you guys take me to the, you know, the school, pick up my kid real fast? Um, the soldier from uh, the back window explains, an EMP has been detonated above the clouds of the United States. Then says, all buses have been ordered to Fort Dix. Um, it's a protection act, and he said like 4423 of the Government uh, Protection Act. Um, it is now in motion for the future of American values and humanity. Uh, I go and run back into the house, but now I'm standing in like military camo at my house, at my parents' house where they live. Um, the sky is orange. It's like the sun is setting. I'm looking for my wife. Uh, I have like an M14 uh, machine gun in my arms. Uh, the front door is locked. So I run to the backyard and I see my mom and she's like crying her eyes out. I'm like, what's, mom, what's up, man? What's going on? And then I see the I see, I see in front of her, I see like boots stand, you know, sitting there um, with a helmet on top of them. Uh, my mom says, your father, you know, he really loved your kids. Um, I look around, like kind of look up like, what? Like what's going on? And the houses around me are all boarded up as if people aren't living them anymore or something. I don't know. Um, 
the sense was that like a lot of people had died. My youngest runs up and says, I miss Poppy, and I really miss Bodie. That's my middle son, um, the one that he took before Dick's in the Dream. I start to kind of cry, like I'm getting upset. The sense is that everyone's dead. And I go, Where, ma, where's Kylo, Mommy? Or where, Kylo, where's Mommy? He looks up with a face of true devastation and being broken. He says, Mommy's fighting the war in heaven now, so we can all be happy again. A soldier, a soldier comes up behind me and says, Lucifer is losing, sir. The Antichrist uh, killed a lot of good people, and the only uh, made God's army stronger. And for that, we'll have a place to go, you know, when we do die. Um, the war in heaven is just getting worse and worse, but the, God's army is getting bigger and stronger. And I kind of was walking to the front of the house, and then I, I woke up. But I just wanted to tell you guys about that dream, and um, the whole Taiwan thing is weird, because I keep having these dreams that come true about all this stuff. So, I don't know. I love you all. I'll talk to you all soon. As you can see, kind of, the dream kind of broke me up. I'm kind of upset about it. But um, I love you all. I had a very strong vision. It wasn't a dream. It was a vision. And I was taken up by a very powerful angel and taken to New York. And he took me up in this high-rise building. And at the very top, we were looking from that point towards the city. I could see the city of Manhattan. And the angel was talking to me. I just cannot remember the words. But he was talking about words of judgment. That's this much I know. And he was showing me everything that would take place in New York. And he started to show me through uh, uh, from this high rise. A uh, nuclear war attack coming onto New York. And, and missiles were raining upon New York. And I could see in slow motion, I could see each building pulverize as it was coming down. People had no time to run. People had no time to escape. This came suddenly. Suddenly in an hour, as he tells us in Revelation 18, it came suddenly, folks. And it was so devastating and so much it was the entire city was being destroyed utterly destroyed I saw the Brooklyn Bridge which is a bridge made out of steel it snapped in like twigs in four pieces and, and it fell to the water like twigs it just snapped the, the, the violence of this attack was so strong and the, the amount of missiles that were coming down was so severe and everything was being pulverized before my eyes and I'm, I'm watching all of this in horror and as I'm watching all of this I see a major tsunami like a major tsunami come up and swallow up it was swallowing up Manhattan and and like I said, the sky was totally gray, full of smoke, black, full of uh, missiles, uh, warplanes. Um, all I can describe is like warplanes. I don't know if there were uh, drones, but 
it was a massive, massive attack taking place. And people had no escape. They had no they could not run. Building after building after building after building. And this is what was shown to me. For the Lord warns his people. Before he brings judgment, he warns his people. I'm not telling you what to do. You have to seek the Lord and ask him what to do. He will tell you what to do. But I tell you that it is dire that you seek him. The Lord is warning his people with very strong messages to get his people to come back to him. He loves us. He adores us. And he doesn't want for any man to perish. It's for us to come to him and obey. Obey his word. Obey his commandments. Just a couple nights ago, the Lord actually gave me a dream, and this is how it goes. So my wife and I were ministering to a woman who we know, and we immediately felt a violent shake in the house. We run outside, look up, and I see that the streets from the distance, there's just black smoke just covering the skies. And when I start to see the smoke, me and my wife, our stomachs turned, and we immediately knew, oh my gosh, it's here. The Lord warned us and it's here. The invasion is starting. And right when I looked up, I saw a Russian jet plane with a bunch of missiles on it swoop down and do a, a bombing pass over a freeway. I look to the right and I see the freeway and it's pretty much all across the United States. But these freeways were absolutely jam-packed with cars. As far as you could see, there were cars on top of cars on top of cars and people were honking and panicking and trying to escape. And the Russians blew up the freeway and it blew up all the cars. And when it blew up, me and my wife ran back inside, sat down and were like, well, we have to submit to what they're gonna do. And so the Holy Spirit took me in the spirit to show me what it will be like with the Russians ruling over us. And to put it quite simply, absolute lawlessness and affliction and I just saw how absolutely lawless it's going to be when the Russians rule over the United States so when I woke up from this dream it literally felt like a physical bomb went off right next to me my body was shaking my ears were just about ringing and I'm not gonna lie to you there was like a panic of war upon me I'm just being honest as if I was just in a battlefield and the Lord just pulled me out and threw me into back into real life and I was just completely shaken up and the Holy Spirit started talking to me. And he said, the weak Christians won't make it. When bad things happen, the weak Christians are the ones who get an attitude when things don't go their way. He said, get used to all night prayer nights and get used to fastings. Get used to this so that when they invade, you have the spiritual stamina to respond correctly. I had a very vivid dream. In this dream, I had an individual uh, whom I personally know who's in my family come to me. Uh, in this dream, and he says, "Have you? Uh, you need to check the news out." And I said, "Why? What's going on?" He said, "It's on all over the radio. It's on television." I said, "What is it?" He said, "You need to go turn the television on." I said, "Okay, okay, okay." And I turn on the television, um, and what I'm going to show you, and I try to find a an image that would best depict what I saw in my dream. So this is the best thing I could find, and I'll elaborate a little bit more on this as I'm talking about this. But let me, I'm going to show you what. Um, and this this is an image um, of America being invaded. Uh, and in this image, they're being invaded from the west and from the east. But in the dream, I saw a map just like this. Now I didn't see I didn't see these towers right here. So this wasn't in there. 
but I saw I saw from the, uh, from the west, from the east, and from the north. There was nothing coming from the south. Okay, uh, in this dream, I heard the newscast. Uh, the news broadcaster said, ladies and gentlemen, we are witnessing extraordinary events that are taking place in America. Uh, it is apparent that we are being invaded. And I heard this in my dream. And he said, if there was ever a time to pray, it would be now. That's all I heard in this dream. Now, here's where it gets crazy. Ready? Again, I saw there was an invasion coming from the west, from the east, and it was coming from the north. And it was, and I want to say this, this is where it became detailed. It was air and sea. Again, let me say that again. It was air and sea. I saw bombers and warships, submarines. Uh, again, warships, submarines, and bombers. Uh, it was coming from, in, in, in these, uh, and again, it was on the news. We were sitting here watching this on the news, and you could see them coming in from the west. They were coming in from the east and they were coming in from the north. There was nothing coming in from the south. Now guys, here's where it gets chilling. When I saw the, you know, these different types of military vehicles and so on and so forth, when uh, they were like zoomed in, it was amplified to me. And this is what I saw. I saw, I saw the colors on uh, the, 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 uh, the nation that was invading us. I was permitted to see the colors and this is what I saw guys. That is the colors, uh, and everybody knows what that is. That that was very bold. It was bright, and I saw those. This color. This is the color of Russia's flag. I have nothing to gain from this. If anything, uh, I know that I'm going to gain a lot of scoffing from it. So, but as a watchman, I have to come out and I have to uh, say what I did see. The dream started where the other one left off. In this dream, in the next dream, dream number two, I'm over in the uh, northern part of Los Angeles, what they call the San Fernando Valley, and that's where you have like your suburbs and you know your neighborhoods and whatnot. What I saw was chaos. People running around, citizens, Angelinos if you will, running around everywhere, all over. Uh, crying, screaming, in total panic like I've never seen in my life, not even in the movies. And there were soldiers. Uh, they, were they were paratrooping, uh, parachuting on, on, onto the streets. They were running around everywhere. It seems like the whole place had been invaded. And like I said, I couldn't tell you what the uniforms were for some reason. I, I couldn't even tell you the nationality of the foreign troops that had invaded. But for some reason, in my heart, I believed it was like Chinese and Russian troops. But then once again, for some reason, I was in doubt. I, I, I doubted myself. I doubted the Lord. I doubted. I, I thought, man, maybe this is crazy. I'm just a regular guy. And I said, well, Lord, if, if this is real, if this is totally real, give me one more dream. One more dream and I'll believe it, Lord. And I fell asleep while I was saying that. And lo and behold, a third dream in a row about pretty much exactly the same thing. And in this third dream, it showed, it was more like I got this, it was more chaotic, more destruction had occurred, and it seemed like this kept going on and on. It wasn't a one-day thing. And people were running around, and now people are like are in hiding and stuff like that. Everybody was shocked. That, that's, that's what the biggest feeling was, was 
shocked. No one could believe that this was actually happening, that this was happening to us, because we've never really been attacked except for like, you know, the Alamo, Pearl Harbor, that sort of thing. Um, oh, and of course 9-11, but, you know, nothing like this magnitude where there's troops running around like this, this magnitude. I was just shocked, shocked when I woke up. And I knew, I knew it was just, just like the other dreams were, it just seemed so, so real. And this time I didn't really pray, pray and say, oh, well, Lord, you know, give me another dream or whatever. But I thought it. In the fourth dream, it was more of the same. And it sh- but, it, but it showed people in their homes. And they're in their homes and they're trying to hide. Everyone's trying to hide by now. And more and more troops are coming in, foreign troops invading more and more and more. It was a total invasion of the United States. The skies were filled with planes. Bombs were dropping. It was a total surprise attack. So it was more of the same on that dream. More. I could see the intensity of the of the plan of the attack. And it was a well-planned attack. I mean, we were overwhelmed. And it was evident that the United States was falling. That, that, that was the thing in the dream. And it was evident that this was the end times. In my dream, we were actually in Hilton Head. Um, we were not in Orange Beach. We were in Hilton Head, and my family was there, my mom and dad and my sisters and my, you know, my husband and my kids. Um, and we were out on the beach, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, dr- uh, bombs started dropping all around us. And mass chaos ensued, as you would expect. Um, everybody freaking out, and we couldn't figure out uh, exactly who was responsible for dropping the bombs, but we knew that it was from somewhere over in the east. It was either China or Russia. Um, we, I, we just had this sense that the East is attacking the West. And so we, we mass chaos, every screaming things, um, you know, bom- like the bombs were hitting the sand and just exploding and exploding and exploding and it wouldn't stop. And so we all ran to our cars and we were, um, uh, we were trying to get out of the area, and all of the roads started shutting down. This is my first YouTube video, and uh, the reason that I decided to make this video was that my wife sent me a text message with um, uh, Bible verse in Ezekiel here, and uh, I just wanted to to sh- be able to share a dream that I had because if I don't, then I didn't do my job. Um, so basically, I, I I wanted to share this dream that I had maybe about a week ago. I I had this dream that I was walking um, outside of my parents' neighborhood and I was walking on the sidewalk down a two-way street. And um, to the right of me, there is uh, conservation land. To the left, there's conservation land. And all of a sudden, while I'm walking, I see that... Um, out of the blue sky comes out an airplane. But basically there was like three or four fighter jets that were swarming around this one bigger airplane. And I saw, you know, in my mind, I don't know if it was at that point, but I felt that that was like an attack from Russia to the United States. While we're walking, I tell my wife and whoever's with me, let's go to the woods or, you know, let's hide out in the woods and, and no, and, you know, we're kind of like in discussion and all of a sudden from behind us, from the distance are like a troop of these uh, black jeeps 
these black jeeps come up on us, and it was too late, you know, to execute a plan to run to the woods. I'm going to recommend that you look at Amos chapter 3, and it talks about, you know, a land that is under judgment is going to be destroyed, and then it talks about an army that God raises for for punishment, for for judgment, if I can look at that prophecy as and apply it to the times that we're living in, America is the land that is going to be judged, and Russia is going to be the country to bring the judgment. I'm, I'm a patriot. I love America. I love, you know, the Constitution and the Founding Fathers, and I was born in the USA. I'm an American, and I love my people, perfect or not. We don't love sin, of course, right? But I believe that there's a strong military out there that's going to bring the judgment, and I believe that's going to be Russia. So, I had a dream that the United States was invaded by Russia and China. On the West Coast, the Russians were in charge of the war. On the East Coast, China was in charge of it. The Russians attacked the state of Washington through Canada by submarine they attacked California and wiped out my whole family they devastated California with their attack I saw China in Florida and going through New York but with the Chinese I saw Cubans the Chinese were issuing orders to them. And I saw Cubans and Venezuelans coming through Mexico and into Arizona, Texas, and what was up to California. And uh, this one, I had two nights in a row, so... I feel pretty much worried about this one. Man, did I have a dream. I had a dream that I was living on a Air Force base. Why, I don't know. I'm not in the Air Force, never have been. That I was living on an Air Force base, me and my dog. All of a sudden, the buildings start collapsing. I'm like, what in the world is going on? You know, I'm like, end of the world type stuff, you know. Boy, then there's like Russian fighter planes uh, flying over top of those buildings as they're falling down. I'm like, oh, heck, we're being invaded. Last night I had a very troublesome dream. I wasn't afraid in the dream at all, which is very important, but I just want to let you know that, um, yeah, we're going to be invaded at some point in the future, and it's going to be... They're going to be everywhere. I saw myself trying to drive, but for some reason I couldn't drive. I was walking. So, like, every road that I was trying to go down, I saw helicopters, choppers, like, and they weren't our people. They were another country. And so I saw them, the soldiers, um, marching down the street kind of going after people they were not shooting at everybody and I, I had the feeling that they wanted to minimize conflict 
this is not a normal dream that I would have. So I saw soldiers. I saw a clear invasion in America. This was nowhere else. This was America. I had a dream that around the coastline of the United States, between the Jersey coastline to the coastline of Florida, Texas, and California, all around surrounding the, our country, that you had uh, warships surrounding our country. And you had Russians and Chinese troops in our land. And they were out and about shooting people. And uh, now, within the dream, I'm telling my daughter about the dream. And when I'm telling her, there's a map that just comes out of nowhere. And I can look at the map and I can see where all the warships are located. So now I go put on a bag and I go to evangelize. And I, I felt like the Lord was telling me, just go. And I, had, I was walking, it was dark, and I was walking the streets. And I had no clue where I was going. I ended up in this huge open courtyard, and uh, there was people there. So I started warning people about uh, what was coming. And people started to repent. People were sobbing, they were crying, and they were afraid of what was coming our way. So then uh, I started... When I started telling them what was coming and telling them about my dream, then I started to evangelize, giving them the gospel, and people were repenting. And then I woke up. Get your family together and pray every night and pray for wisdom. Pray for discernment. Pray that God will just give you insight how to protect your family, how to provide for your family, what to do. I believe the Lord is speaking. So many other people, my, my sisters have had several dreams about war and troops on ground in, in on the ground here. Yeah, about two months ago I had a dream. I was on a beach and it was like really sunny outside and I was really close to the water and I saw all these ships and I was like, what are all these ships doing here? And there was a bunch of ships, like Navy ships, but I didn't know they were Navy ships until they got closer. Lined up on this beach, and uh, I was like one of the only people close to the, like, where the waves were hitting. And the rest of the beach was like empty, like, I didn't see anybody. Maybe like a few people, like maybe three. And, uh, these ships got closer to the water and all of a sudden um, this ramp dropped on the ship like from the front like this and it, it hit the sand and all of a sudden a bunch of people came out of the ship and they were Chinese soldiers and they were wearing like blue and white camo uniforms and they had like bullpup rifles like type 95s or something um i think some of them have had bayonets and stuff and i think they even had like rocket launchers and stuff and i i was like shocked in the dream and there was a whole amphibious landing on this beach 
and all these ships came closer to the beach at the same time and they all dropped their ramps um, at the same time and soldiers and vehicles were coming up even amphibious vehicles that were Chinese and they were also blue and white like camo and uh, in the dream I was shocked I was I didn't even know it was an invasion dream I just thought they were ships because I thought I was just swimming but it was an invasion and there were Chinese soldiers coming onto this beach and I was like just shocked and uh, in the dream I actually walked up in the ship and there was tons of other soldiers and more vehicles coming out of the ship and going down that ramp onto the the sand and I knew that America had been invaded and that it was about to get really bad but the next scene of the dream it wasn't the Chinese it was the Russians and I, I was looking up in the sky in the dream and there was an Aleutian 76 um, uh, plane or, or jet and uh, it was a Russian and it's a, it's a white plane it's what the paratroopers drop out of and on the back tail wing it has a Russian flag and uh, it's big so you can easily tell it's Russian if you just look at the tail um, you can see the flag and the plane is recognizable and I just saw parachutes um, paratroopers coming out of the plane jumping out and then pulling their sheets and you can just see white parachutes all in the sky just lining the sky everywhere and uh, I knew this dream was God showing me that war is on the horizon I keep getting reminded and uh, I wasn't even thinking about this when I had the dream but I did have the dream so I'm going to share it um, because it's a warning but uh, yeah every once in a while I'll just keep getting them it's God just reminding me um, that that's going to happen you know um, that war is on the horizon and uh, it's going to be really bad in the dream it, w- it was a dream dealing with America I heard people robbing each other they were breaking into each other's homes people were trying to steal things from cars on the street people were stealing food people were were absolutely trying to take things from each other and they were doing it by force and willing to die for it and all of a sudden i looked at i said what is going on? i grabbed my hand and i said what is going on and all of a sudden i saw china and Russia coming into the United States of America. I, I don't know that I understand it, but they, they were military, they were uh, uh, soldiers, and they were coming in to maintain the peace. I don't, I don't know where the U.S. military was or anything like this, but they were coming in, and what they were doing was putting people in concentration camps. They were arresting people, Chinese soldiers and Russian soldiers, were arresting people and they were taking guns from everybody. I I grabbed my face and I said, what? I said, what are Chinese soldiers and Russian soldiers doing in America? I had this dream and it was so, so real. It felt so real. It was crazy. In the dream, I'm at Santa Monica. Uh, in Santa Monica, California, I'm over by like the pier, uh, which is like, uh, it's 
got like a seems like a fair carnival type atmosphere at the pier. It's a real famous pier in San Juan, California, and it was in the daytime and it was real sunny. And for some reason, I thought it, it was the weekend, you know. And everyone was just going about their business. And and what happened was we were looking out towards the ocean, and everyone was looking out there. And what we saw was like like a foreign navy, and it was either like a Chinese navy, Chinese navy, or or like a, the Russian navy, and it was all out there. And there were submarines out there that had surfaced, and they were just kicking it out there, and no one seemed alarmed. It, it was like uh, it was like entertainment. Everybody was looking at it, checking it out, and wondering, you know, what's that about and whatnot. And everyone started just going about their business and stuff, and just staring at it and wondering what it was all about. There was nothing in the news about it or anything. It was like a surprise. It just showed up, and it was huge. It was all over the ocean out there. And I thought, wow, what's that about? But for some reason, I just had a bad feeling about it. Then, all of a sudden, they started launching missiles, uh, all types of, like, missiles, um, bombs, so to speak, uh, towards the, the Lo- entire Los Angeles area, the entire coast there, and, and of the Los Angeles area, that entire harbor there. And they started bombing us, and people started panicking and running everywhere, you know, and then I woke up. This is what God showed me. He, he just struck me on my, my rib and said, wake up. And I woke up. I woke up. And uh, when I woke up, he said, look. And all of a sudden, I'm wide awake. I'm not dreaming. I'm not half asleep. No, 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 no. I'm wide awake. I open my eyes. I see a big, big screen. Very big. Very, very big. One of these big screens. And I see a bear. A big bear rising up. And that bear, I see Siberia. Oh, Russia. I see in the middle of Siberia. That bear is waking up and is moving. It's moving. And then I said in my heart, Lord, what is this? What is this? And he says, this is a Russian Siberian bear. It's woke up eight years ago and it's going now to cause a lot of destruction. It's going to destroy in countries. It's going to come. It's going to destroy very, very much. It's just destruction, destruction, destruction. And it's not coming back. It's gone out like this. It's not coming back until it is destroyed completely and totally. It's not coming back. And then I say, God, it means it's the beginning of the end. And the Spirit was saying yes. So the bear went. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.